your favorite time of day. Happy Hour with Kay. On today's episode, I have a special guest that is going to talk about how she navigated dating apps to find her special guy. But first, I would also like to touch on how do you stay motivated scrolling through all of those options you have, and most of them don't really turn out to be the best choice. So let's get right into the show, and we'll start off with a special drink. You know, it's my favorite part. So today's drink is actually called the Optimist. Now, it's one ounce gin, half ounce blackberry currant cream, half ounce pineapple juice, a dash of passion fruit juice, two and a half ounce of orange juice, half ounce of, oh, not a half ounce, I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, I'm getting all caught up in the ingredients. It's half orange slice, then you have one pineapple slice and one cherry. When I tell you this is a full meal, this is a full meal. So I give you permission to skip through lunch, maybe dinner, if you're that kind of girl, (laughs) and just have a few of these. But you have to make sure you put all the cocktail ingredients in that specific order, and it makes up like a nice cool layer I'm going to have to start doing like a video version of this podcast just so you all can see all these really, really good drinks that I make. So as always, let me just have my drink and then we'll hop into today's current events. Okay. Mm, It's delicious, but I'd rather just stick to my usual, but we have to explore. This is how you learn new things. (laughs) And with drinks, I always, I always want to try something. As long as it's drinks, just bring me a glass and your best choice. Never go wrong with a drink. So I'm slowly coming to terms with knowing that I might never go out to the bar or out to the eat for the remainder of the year. Even as I just said it out loud to myself, my heart skipped the beat. I'm an extremely social person. And just the thought of not going out for drinks with the girls... Until 2021, look, fingers crossed, but that's still terrible. Like, who wants to wait till 2021? But I've been drinking by myself and with you guys, of course. But I'll tell you one thing. Your girl is still shopping like she have events to attend this year. It makes me feel like I have something to look forward to. And, you know, honestly, once I click, In cart, I'm like, where am I going to wear this to right now? But trust me, those packages have been getting delivered quicker than a prostitute getting other deliveries, if you know what I mean. (laughs) But speaking of looking forward to something, Christmas better not be canceled. Otherwise, it's not going to be a pretty sight. I've been a good girl, and Santa isn't getting off the hook that easy. Just BT dubs. 
So let's do some current events. So let me tell you about this creepy, creepy news, right? So the largest reptile egg fossil ever found was discovered in Antarctica. Antarctica. (laughs) The egg is 11 inches long, 7 inches wide. That doesn't seem big. But it was laid by a sea monster about 68 million years ago. The mother would have been, oh my, right, at least 23 feet long from the tip of its snout to its tail. Now, from the tip of a snout to the tail, let me see. That's, that's a pretty long, that's a long creature. I know what you guys are thinking, you're dirty minds. But yes, I was thinking that too. <laughs> I got to hold my laughs in because I try to be a little more serious. This is like supposed to be a fun podcast, but I also like to, you know, joke around. I'm just going to blame it on the drinks. So let's hop into the main topics. As the amount of dating apps increase, so does the possibilities of finding someone. But with a positive outlook, we also get a rise in the amount of randoms that slide into your DMs with their little dick pics. Like, calm down. Let me get the opportunity to ask your name and interests before you send me your junk. As I've said previously, there's nothing wrong with getting a surprise dick pic hand there. But you have to look like something and be able to carry a conversation first. Don't just send dick pics to a girl all willy-nilly. Who wants that? Not me. But I had a friend that lived on Match because she was determined to find the guy of her dreams. I mean, kudos to her. But I did give her a lot of shit for it, girl. Like, you got to give it a break. When I tell you, she literally woke up and immediately checked her messages and damn near had this built into her daily routine. Like, sis practically made finding a mate her second job. Now, that's dedication. But with more contact came loss and love. Or would that be lust and love? But she still lost some battles. (laughs) And we thought she won a few. But all in all, bottom line is lots of fun stories for me. Darling, you haven't lived until someone's asked you to pee on them. When she told me about this over lunch, I honestly handled it like a champ. But in my head, I was... Clutching my pearls. Now, I don't want to put all her business out there, but when I tell you she powered through all the one-night stands, disguised to seem like it'll lead to a relationship, and then, you know, the random ghosting after a first date that didn't lead to sex. I mean, let's be honest. Most of the guys... They just honestly feel like, oh, I'm going to take you out on a date, but of course something's going to happen afterwards. Calm down, buddy. That's not how it goes over here. You take me out to eat and maybe I'll kind of have a second 
date, but you're definitely not getting in these cakes on the first night. So she honestly was determined that the right guy was out there for her, and she eventually found someone that made her an honest, minus the P, an honest housewife. Bless his heart. We all have our thing, right? But listen, since we're on the topic of navigating dating apps and finding happiness, I decided it would be a great episode to invite someone. Her name is Lauren Pacini Marcos. She's a life and communications coach who helps women find their voice and get connected to their intuition so they can start living the life they've been dreaming of. And what not better time or better place to have a life coach just to reassure all of us that life is what you make it and to put a positive spin on all of those terrible online hookups and dates and swipes. So let's get into it with Lauren. How have you manage to um, get through the COVID experience? Um, It's definitely been very interesting. (laughs) It was really difficult in the beginning. Um, I am a recovering hustler, so I'm used to like doing a million things all day long. I love being busy. So it was a really big adjustment, kind of switching and switching my lifestyle to being home all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the beginning, it was really hard. I took like two weeks to just kind of rest because I, I only thought it was going to last two weeks That because I was working at my full-time job and we just got shut down completely. Uh-huh. So I thought it was just going to be a time of like period, rest of to like rest and relax and recoup. And then it just kept going on and on. And oh my gosh. <laughs> So it was a big adjustment, like just adjusting to being at home. Um, But throughout the experience, it's been really amazing because for the first time in my life, I've had time to dedicate to myself Mm -hmm. um, every single day, which has been really amazing and eye-opening. I feel like I went through so much like growth and transformation and healing over the last few months. And I've healed more stuff in the last couple months than I have over the last few years. So it ended up being a really awesome experience for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's also challenged myself as well, because so much is changing. I'm used to being a control freak. And there's so much that's (laughs) up in the air that you have no idea when any what the world is going to be like, you know, you're hearing new things every day. So it was really challenging it well it like forced me to just I don't know stay present and be calm and Mm -hmm. just live in the moment which is something that I didn't really do before I think most of us have um kind of been forced to deal with the things that we always put on hold or had on hold during this time and (laughs) I can completely agree because All of the little projects that I decided that I wanted to start, but I never really gave myself the time because it was always events or like works related stuff or personal life. It just all kind of took priority over that. So I completely agree. Yes, it was definitely a nice change, nice change of pace. 
Yeah, so I'm like super excited to talk to you about how would you approach just navigating the riffraff that we all have encountered while using some of these dating apps. But first, I'd like you just to tell my listeners a little about what you do. I am a life and communication coach. So I teach women how to get connected to their voice and their intuition and to finally like stand up for themselves and Mm -hmm. make themselves known, um, especially in their relationships and in their work and with their relationships with like their family members and their friends literally across the board. Um, And I teach them how to speak up and use their voice to help help them achieve all the things that they've been dreaming of. Cool. And we all need like a little guidance every now and again. Yes, definitely. So do you believe that there is a right and wrong approach to finding the ideal person online? Yes, 100%. When I I used to live in New York City Mm -hmm. and I feel like online dating was part of the lifestyle. (laughs) You know, I was always, uh, I was always dating. I was always on the apps. It's just what everyone else was doing. So the city was so big and Mm -hmm. I was like at work and then I go back to my apartment and I'd be out with my friends and it was kind of difficult being in a new city where I didn't know anyone to meet people. Right. So that was something that really helped me. It helped me even explore the city more. I was going to places that I never would have thought to go to. Um, But I think the biggest, I'm going to talk about some of the things that I went through, but I think the biggest Uh thing, the number one thing that's most important when you're navigating the apps and dating online is your mindset. Um, And I noticed for myself personally, it wasn't until I got rock solid in like believing in myself and thinking that I was worthy enough that I was able to like forge meaningful connections, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like in the beginning when I first started, I was always trying to like project an image of myself that is ideal to another person, but it's not really your true self. Right. You know, you kind of exaggerate who you are to make yourself sound better. Um, to make you more attractive to another person. And I got stuck in that loop um, of just kind of like, kind of like being like a peacock, you know, (laughs) showing off my feathers. Um, And that led me to a lot of superficial relationships because I was attracting people who were doing the same thing. So as a result, we were just two people pretending to be someone we totally were not at all. Yeah. Um, And that doesn't get you anywhere. Like that leads you to maybe a first date and that's about it. And then you never speak to them again. Yeah. Um, there's no real progress there. And when you're in that state of showing off and trying to be someone you're not, you're really heavy in your masculine energy. And when you're in dating and your relationships, like your feminine energy and your femininity is your best friend, you know, cause you yeah. need that balance. And when you're constantly in your masculine energy, you're literally, literally repelling that masculine man away. Does that make sense? Perfectly. Because it's like being stuck in the like honeymoon phase, I call it, of the relationship where you don't want to show your true self. So you're just Mm -hmm. like stuck in the, oh my gosh, this has to be perfect. I need to wear like light makeup. So when he, when we wake up, I don't look a crazy mess and, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. So I completely understand what you mean. 
Yeah. And also a big issue that I had was ignoring the red flags. And when Uh you're just chatting with someone um, right off the bat, there's so many red flags that go on display that just totally get ignored. So you're like, oh, whatever. It's Tinder. It's Bumble, whatever. That's how people are, you know, (laughs) you like make (laughs) excuses for behavior. That's just not okay. And when you do choose to go on a date with this person and say it moves on, it evolves past the first date. Like those are behaviors that you are telling them that you're secretly deep down, you're not okay with, Mm -hmm. but because you let them slide in the beginning, they come a pattern. And because you ignore those red flags in the beginning, they, they end up being the reason why, um, everything ends and you don't get that happy ending that you were, that you, that you're looking for. Right. So what would you say to someone that just seems to always end up falling for a guy or girl that simply just, you know, leads you on all the time. Um, I'm really connected to this answer because this was me. <laughs> I feel like I was on those apps forever. And finally, I think it was January of 2018. Mm-hmm. I was just like, nope, no more. I'm absolutely 1000%. Like, uh, something's not working. Right. You know, and I was a common denominator in all of those dates and all of those interactions. Mm-hmm. And I recognized that I was the one that I had to do some inner work. You know, I had some healing that I needed to do in order to be ready to put myself out there and attract the person that I really wanted to be with, you know, because you have to become a mirror. True. If you want someone who has their shit together and is really driven and is really motivated and takes care of themselves and is caring about other people, like you need to mirror that as well in your own life. Um, and I also think when you keep falling for unavailable people, it's a sure sign that you have to work on self-love and your feeling of worthiness and you're like, you feeling like you're good enough to have the man of your dreams or have the person that you've been dreaming of. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to feel like you are deserving of it. Um, and when you're constantly chasing after people who are unavailable, like that's saying that there's a part of you that deep down that doesn't believe that you're worthy of it, you know? Yeah. Like I have a rule on how long before, you know, when I meet someone from a dating app, like before we even get intimate. And I had that rule for as long as I can remember. And it's usually like, like two or three months just because within that time frame in my mind a person usually shows their true intentions so do you have like a specific time frame before you agree to like meet in real life or just take it to the next level because meeting in like on the first time we've talked on whatever app it may be I usually tend to wait like two weeks like I try to get to know the guy on the app for at least two weeks. And then I'm like, okay, well, he's really not, um, that type of, okay, I'm just on this for a one night stand kind of thing, which wasn't always really successful, but I just want to hear your, um, take on that. Yeah. So I've actually done this both ways. There are people that I've talked with. I feel like we would just text forever and Mm -hmm. they would never ask me out and just be so frustrated. Like, why are you talking to me all the time if you're not going to like take it to that next level, you know? And I've also had experiences where it's the total opposite. Like, I feel like I am, I can really easily read people's 
body language Mm -hmm. and how they act and how they speak. Like I just, I'm very intuitive in that way. So for me, it's more beneficial to meet someone in person. Um, I'd rather like meet them for a cup of coffee or a drink real quick in the beginning and just see if we are energetically a match. Yeah. Um, then to continue to talk to them and get like my hopes up and, um, kind of create this fantasy in my mind of like who (laughs) they might be in real life, you know? So I've been on both sides and I've know that I've noticed before when I go out with them right away, I'm able to tell, um, if it's worth investing my time into them. Okay. Yeah, I live in my head a lot and I'm like, oh my gosh, everything's so perfect in there. I wish the whole world can just... I know. <laughs> I know, but I've also had that feeling where I built up that expectation that yeah. I met them in real life and I'm like, oh my gosh, we do not get along whatsoever. <laughs> and then it's an even bigger letdown because it's I know. like now you're breaking up with your imaginary boyfriend or whatever you create in your head. It's like, oh my gosh, he wasn't the person that I thought he was. Now I'll never talk to him again, but he seems so nice over the text. I know. <laughs> I know. It's kind of, it's told, there's no right or wrong answer to that question. Yeah. It's just up to you and how you feel and following your gut and your intuition, you know? Okay. So one more like hard hitting question. So what was the craziest date that you've been on? Oh my gosh, I've been on so many, especially in New York City. Like, people I know. are crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just remember I have this vivid memory. Well, two that really stuck out. The uh-huh. first one is I was never someone, I'm not someone who likes sushi. Like, yeah. I don't eat raw fish. Like, it's just not my thing. But uh-huh. this guy somehow convinced me to try it. So we go to this um, sushi place. I think it was in Midtown somewhere. Mm -hmm. And the guy, he was so OCD. Like the restaurant was empty. Yeah. And like he, you know how the hostess brings you to a table and then he's like, I don't want to sit there. So they bring you to another one. Right. And then another one and another one. It's like we went around like 10 different tables. No. (laughs) Before we sat down. And then like to me, I've worked in restaurants for the last 10 years. So Mm -hmm. that just, oh my gosh, it made me cringe so much. Oh my gosh. And then we finally sit down. And he's like, so pretty. I sit down on one side. He was like, no, you can't sit there. I have to sit there. No. (laughs) Okay. And it was just the most like awkward, uncomfortable experience. Then we're eating like raw fish. And I'm like, I don't really like this. Like I just. Yeah. You just want to go at that point. (laughs) Yeah. And then I think another one was I went on a date with this guy and he, he was like obsessed with his ex-wife and he just could not stop talking to her. He even had. Her name still tattooed on their arm, even no. though they've been divorced for a year. That's <laughs> was terrible. Like, I know. It was just so, so uncomfortable. I mean, the tattoo thing, I really don't know. At yeah. that point, you <laughs> might as well just go after a year. You should definitely think about either, either covering it up yeah. or, you know, just going and getting it burned off because. <laughs> or at least trying I mean, to hide it on a first date. A Jeez. Definite. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, it I definitely was, it, have had a lot of horror stories for yeah. sure. <laughs> well, that sushi date, I would have just been like, well, you just tell us where you'd like to sit <laughs> and then we'll just make it that much easier for everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep, I know. I felt your pain in that one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, it was such so a funny. pleasure speaking to you. 
Yes, thank you so much for having me on here. I love talking about my past like dating experiences. Yeah. I feel like I learned so much and so many lessons were taught even with every date that I went on. I kind of learned more about myself and what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And it was a really awesome experience for me because um, after I kind of took a put a hold on the online dating and realized that I needed to do some more work on myself. Mm -hmm. That's when I met my husband oh, and it was, cool. we didn't meet online, which uh -huh. was strange. It was feel like I was always on the apps and that's how I would meet people. But the universe presented him to me in real life, which I think was even better. Yeah. I feel like the universe, sometimes it just works in exactly how it's supposed to, because, mm -hmm. you know, my boyfriend and I, we, he's seen me around town apparently and just never approached me. And then one day, like the time was right to him, I guess. And consequently I was single at the time. And so we literally, after three years of him, you know, just seeing me around, he literally made the move and it was the right time. And if he wouldn't have done that at that time, it, I would have been in a relationship with someone else that really wasn't working out for me. Mm -hmm. So it's just crazy how, you know, once you put that energy out there, the universe definitely sets you up for success. Yeah. And I think it's true. Even if you do like after you do the work on yourself, when you're choosing to be like date online, the energy that you put into mm -hmm. like your profile and into your conversations and who you're matching with, I think the energy is so important. Yeah. Because if the energy isn't right, you're going to attract other people who don't know what they want either, you know, and whose energy is off and they still have work to do. But if you go into that situation as a healed woman who knows what she wants, you're going to find a healed man who knows what he wants. Definitely. And that's, that's what you really want. That's what you're looking for. You're so right. Thanks. <laughs> well, <laughs> I really appreciate you taking the time out to join me today, but please tell my listeners where they can connect with you. Yes. So I am mostly on Instagram. You can find me at girl on top of the world. Um, and then in my link there, I have some freebies. I have a link to my private Facebook group where I do live coaching in there. Um, and if you find me on this podcast, feel free to send me a direct message. I would love to hear from you and get to know you. Wonderful. All right, everyone. Thanks so much, Lauren. And um, I'll definitely have to send you my signature like treat that I send all my guests just because Rosé is my favorite summer child and oh. it cannot be happy hour without drinks. Obviously. I love Rosé. <laughs> okay. Thanks again so Thank much, Thank you Lauren. so much. All right. Bye. Bye. OMG. That was so exciting. Lauren was, I could have literally talked to her for at least an hour. But I think I'll also switch my theme drinks to just rosé because it is the summertime and it is my favorite summer drink. I feel like I say that all the time on this podcast, but I might as well start pushing my ideas onto you all just because rosé makes you happy. It's bubbly. It's fun. It's everything you need just in a little bottle and it does that like 
really cute champagne pop. When I tell you that's like giving birth, it's literally life, okay? It's life. <laughs> but I'll talk to you next time on Happy Hour with 